You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. On the outside was some American in third spot and then Mickey to success and Bay of Biscay. Turning for home though, Storm Rider five metres in front of Kingman who's giving chase. The leader is Storm Rider. Kingman's coming through with Storm Rider just in front from Kingman. Storm Rider doing enough and Storm Rider won it. Storm Rider first beat Yeah, we Kingman. talked about this a Group 1 program. It's all Group 1 racing. Emma Stewart's got so much firepower. There's just another one there. Storm Rider had six starts, five wins, one second uh, by that sire. Chris Barsby is with us. Uh, he's just so sought after, isn't he? This Captain Treacherous, Chris. Every good horse you'll, you'll look at, a lot of them are by Captain Treacherous. Good morning. Yes, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. So uh, he is the uh, the sire at the moment. Between him and Better's Delight, they are absolutely dominating. So he's going to be to the four tomorrow night, Captain Treacherous. So as you outlined, 12 races, all Group 1 features. It's going to be fascinating to see how many Emma Stewart walks away with. So we'll crunch some numbers a little bit later. Hey, Steve, just some news coming through. Or not mm. news, just a result. Copy that got beaten last night. Went around in a five-horse field. He was head and shoulders above them class-wise, but he went under. He got beaten by a head margin. The horse that beat him, don't really know too much about it, Steve. Mm -hmm. Hooray Henry. Never heard of it. Um, but he was able to beat Copy that. But you look at the tab prices, he's still on that third line or second line because we've got equal favourites, the stable mates, Akuta and Self-Assured. Copy that remains at $5. As we know, he's chasing three straight New Zealand Cups, looking to join the likes of Terra de Love, Indianapolis and Foal Steppers, three-time New Zealand Cup winners. But his latest campaign... Uh, ended up with defeat there last night. I suppose at the end of the day, they're not machines and he's not an overly big horse, as was touched on Chris earlier in the week. And there was a few runs last prep where he disappointed the team. Um, they, yeah. From memory, did he gallop in one race? I'm trying to recall. Yeah, he had a, a number of issues. Like uh, the last 12 months, it's it's been a little frustrating. He had that setback in Melbourne, that, that little bit of a bleed, and then he had that injury as well. So it's been a little up and down, but um, normally when he starts, he always uh, gives his best. Uh, it was only a narrow margin that he got beaten last night, but uh, I'm sure it's onwards and upwards. And he would have been big in condition last night as well, Steve. So they can get some more runs into him. As Greg O'Connor outlined yesterday when he joined us, they're looking at the uh, the Holmes DG coming up with the, the Spring Cup. Uh, hopefully that race gets off the ground in Auckland. If not, he'll be going straight down to Christchurch and starting in a number of the lead-up races down there. Is there a future star? I know Jared Daffy's standing by, but which horse in particular do you think is the most exciting horse that's running at Melton at this Group 1 program out of all the horses? Is there one in particular? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Have a think about it. Jared Daffy yeah. is with us. How are you, Jared? Good, thank you, Steve. Morning, Chris. Morning, Jared. Hey, hey, we start with some sad news. We mentioned this yesterday as well, and uh, I'm sure this uh, is going to uh, have repercussions for you because you would have dealt with, with Tara Tom a lot uh, in your uh, journey in racing. Uh, he was a Leviathan putter, but sad news coming through that he passed away Wednesday night, age 74. Yes, you're right about that. Uh, Tom, Tom Hogan, or Tara, as he was universally known, and, of course, his partner... Well, for so many decades, Sue Murray 
had a, had a bit to do with Tara when he was in Victoria, obviously as a trots punter, and I'm going back 40, 45 years. He was clearly the biggest and over a period of time the most successful. And, you know, he moved uh, pretty much full-time to Queensland. He only lived five minutes from us uh, a, a few years ago and we, we caught up occasionally along with uh, Billy Hutchison, uh, Phil Hannon, little group up here. And we caught up a few weeks ago and we were going to catch up two weeks ago and he had a bit of a relapse. He had um, cardiopulmonary disease, so he, he walked around with an oxygen, a little oxygen tank, and he, he was clearly struggling a, a bit, but uh, yeah, we didn't see this coming, and unfortunately he lost that battle on Wednesday night. So uh, he was he was a Leviathan punter, a Leviathan bookmaker, but not only that, he was a, a well-known breeder and, and also raced so many good horses down through the years. I know he had a major interest in choking, but um, he's going to be a big loss. We'll have some uh, some details of his funeral next week that I'll pass on to you, Chris, and the listeners. Um, such a popular personality. I think that funeral's going to be in Melbourne, but uh, mm. there might well be an opportunity to, to farewell Tara next week. Well, I was going to ask, uh, likely to be farewelled uh, or laid to rest in Melbourne or here on the Gold Coast? No, it'll be in Melbourne, uh, my understanding is. uh, So uh, it'll be a big show, I know that. Yeah, he had a great uh, great friendship uh, with with the late, great Gavin Lang. Uh, He He raced horses with Gavin Lang. Persistency springs to mind. He was such a good horse during the the late 90s, early 2000s, plagued by injuries, persistency, but... uh, they were very good at uh, the karaoke as well, and I know Hutchie will uh, attest to this as well because he, he, he wouldn't mind getting behind the uh, the microphone. But I know, I know, uh, Gab was pretty uh, pretty good at singing, and uh, Tara would get up there and uh, join him as well. And Tara, uh, he he was. He was sometimes a polarising character. I mean, he certainly let you know if he backed a winner, but he was good at it. He had good contacts and he clearly understood the form. But even before the Gavin Lang era, he had a lot to do with uh, Vinny and Bob Knight when they first started out, you know, with those successful horses down there. I think he had an interest in Thorlow Bell uh, and and some of those really good horses that the Knights had. But, um, yeah, to to be a punter uh, like... Tom was and he wasn't afraid to take the short odds and to survive so long he clearly he was clearly good at it and uh, he took a lot of people under his wing not only uh, punters bookmakers alike and also drivers etc he had a thorough knowledge of harness racing it's going to be a big loss yeah there's no doubt about that it's an art form uh, there's no question and uh, he was very good at it so very well respected. Uh, a number of drivers uh, would go to him uh, for advice, tutelage, and uh, he was happy to pass it on. So he had good success with a number of the uh, the Emma Stewart horses in recent times. So yeah, he's going to be sorely missed, no question about it. So and, uh, rest in peace. And as crook as he'd been, um, I was talking to Hutchie about this this morning, Billy Hutchison, and he said even up until him going back into hospital uh, last weekend, he was still doing the form in his hospital bed. Yeah, there you go, there you yeah. go. So you'll have those details next week? I'll pass them on, yeah. Yeah, excellent. All right, we've got a massive weekend coming up. Uh, as Steve outlined, there's 12 Group 1 races at Melton tomorrow night, but there's a number of other races that we're going to focus on. Let's go straight to Perth tonight, Gloucester Park. They've got a good card there, 10 races. We'll start with race four. This is the Howard Porter Memorial, the open class race, and the favourite here is Galactic Star. He's at 2.30. Matty Young made him the best bet tonight. Uh, when he joined us yesterday. Prince of Pleasure, three seventy. Five dollars jumping Jack Max, seven fifty for both Wild West and Shell Patch. This market went up late compared to the other two that we'll get to in a second. So we haven't 
we haven't really done much action here. Galactic Star's a little drift, 225 out to 230. The second elect, Prince of Pleasure, uh, 370. Touch 380 back into 370. And a little bit of interest in number two, Wild West, 18 to 750. But um, favourite, little drift, uh, early support for number four, Prince of Pleasure. Okay, the big Group 1 features tonight are the Westbred Classics for the two-year-olds. We had the three-year-olds last week. Race 5 for the Phillies. The favourite here, Miss Hepburn. Uh, she's at $2.80. Waterloo, who tasted defeat for the first time last time out, she's at $3.60. Lenora Jane, $4.40. We've got $7.50 about exceptional armour, $9.00 Grand Coteau. A lot of these have drifted out with support for the two favourites. Now, I'll deal with Miss Hepburn first. Uh, from the from the the ideal barrier there number two it opened at three thirty it's into two dollars eighty and the other one there Waterloo four twenty into three sixty but of that duo Miss Hepburn is is uh, the best back there number two okay what about the Colts and Geldings which is race six Wave Rider he was disappointing last time out he's got barrier one some say he's not guaranteed to lead here he's a dollar sixty uh, we've got five fifty about. Uh, Menemsha, who won that feature last time out, eight fifty, the little master, and then we're looking at double figures. Well, you'd think he's a, he's some sort of a risk. Um, one fifty five, he opened, touched one sixty, and remains at one sixty. The little master, as you touched on there, has been fifteen into eight fifty, and the other one uh, that's attracted some support at a big price is number ten, Ideal Muscle, fifteen into eleven. So I guess in summary, there, if you like the fave. I'd suggest you'll probably be able to get better given they backed a few roughies in that race, particularly number three, the Little Master. OK, well, that's all the action tonight at Gloucester Park. Give us a helping hand here for Albion Park. First race tomorrow night. It's always a good betting race, and this is the free-for-all tomorrow night. Uh, the favourite is Deus Ex. He was disappointing. He let up, got beaten last week, $3. Lord Zarias first up, three forty. LL Cool J freshened. He's at four twenty. And then we're getting out to double the figures. Is there any sort of early lead? No. The market tells me... This might be an upset race. Now, Lord Zarias, uh, 3.50 into 3.40. You touched on uh, Dewis X, still at $3. LL Cool J's been 3.50 out to 4.20. Of the others outside of those three faves, the one that has attracted some earlier support is number 10, uh, Aphorism, which has been 21 into 12. That all happened yesterday. It's still $12, I see, this morning. So nothing has happened overnight, but I'd say if you like one there, um, more than happy for you to, to stick with it because those three faves look a little bit easy in the market at the moment. OK, what about the free-for-all in Sydney tomorrow night at Menangle? This comes through as race number six. Spirit of St Louis, he's at $1.90. Uh, next in betting typo, three fifty, six fifty. My ultimate Ronnie, eight dollars bulletproof boy up from Victoria. Where you been, bopping nine fifty? Any sort of lead here? It certainly is. These free for alls in Sydney, they're deadly when they when they bet early. Now, bulletproof boy was thirteen into eight. The money dried up. Well, thirteen into seven fifty. That all dried up back out to eight. So, Spirit of St. Louis was sitting there at $2.50, minding its own business. It was into $2.15 overnight. It's now into $1.90 today. Typo remains at uh, $3.50. My ultimate, Ronnie, a little drift, $5.50 out to $6.50. So, quite clearly, the standout there, number four, Spirit of St. Louis, currently $1.90. Okay, he's getting set for the Victoria Cup, so that's an all-important race for him. Righto, let's focus on Melton. 12 races, they're all Group 1s. Race number one, three-year-old uh, Trotters, uh, Colton Gildings here. The favourite, the locomotive at 150. Any sort of major move? 
This is pretty simple. Locomotive open two forty, two dollars, dollar sixty last night, dollar fifty now. Haven't haven't shown any interest at all in anything else. Okay, I'm tipping he's going to feature in our multi a little bit later, judging by that support. Uh, race two. Yeah, race two for the four-year-old mares, the favourite here. Uh, second row uh, draw for number 10, Lady Adelia at 270. Uh, we've got 340 Rebel Stroke, 480 Aldebaran Vera. A small move and a very small move for Lady Adelia, 280. Got into 260, just back out to 270 this morning. Uh, the one above it, number nine, Aldebaran Vera, uh, Six dollars got into four sixty, just gets out to four dollars eighty this morning. So, no major push, but they're the two that they want to be with at the moment the ten and the nine. Okay, race number three four year old Entise and Geldings Trot final. Chris Finozio with a strong hand here. He's got the favourite RC Phoenix at one dollar fifty five. He's got the second elect as well, Aroha Koei at five dollars. And then we're going out to much longer odds. So, it's all about this one stable. Which way are they going? Well, this is pretty simple as well. Now, RC Phoenix, 2.40 Wednesday when the markets went up by Wednesday night was 2.20, was 1.60 overnight, and that way this morning and it shortens again. It's into 1.55, so a pretty similar move to the locomotive RC Phoenix at $1.55. All right, the two-year-old paces line up in race four. Colton and Geldings, clear favourite here, Storm Rider at $1.45. Is he all the rage? Yeah, he is. This is probably the quietest race of the night. The second elect here, Wardan Buddy, uh, Barrier 2, has been 388 to 460. Storm Rider, 140 to 145. Don't be deterred by that. It was just a tightening up of the percentages. If you have a look down the fluctuations, you'll see that practically every horse has eased out, apart from uh, Kingman, which is obviously a stable mate of the fave. It's been 23 into 19, but holds its place. Storm Rider, $1.45, so it's, it's the obvious one there as well. Okay, what about race five? Three-year-old filly, surprisingly, Emma Stewart doesn't have the favourite here. The favourite is one Sahara Breeze at 220. We've got 420 Sweet Bella, 480 Soho Seraphine, and Joyful down the bottom. She's right in the, uh, in the mix as well at $3.80. Now, this is interesting. You mentioned Emma Stewart hasn't got the favourite. Well, she had the equal favourite opening with Sweet Bella and Sahara Breeze with $2.50 each of two. It's blown like the North Wind, Sweet Bella. It's out to 4.20. Meanwhile, Sahara Breeze is into 2.20, so clearly it's the heavily backed favourite. Others here to attract some support. Uh, Soho Seraphine, number nine, has been 8.50 into 4.80. And Joyful, 4.40, quickly got into 3.80 and remains that way. So fair bit going on with that market, but really good support for number one, Sahara Breeze. Okay, good push there for the pole marker. What about race six? Speaking of the pole marker, it's a big 24 hour window here. We've got uh, Petrarca, Christian Petrarca, stepping out tonight at the G in that final mm. against Carlton, and he's $1.25 to take out the three year old Colts in Gildings final. Yeah, might be a nice double. Um, but <laughs> Petrarca, the pacer, has been 130 into 125. They have had a, a little bit of a, a dip at a couple of others there. Dangerous, number five, has been 34 into 13. Number eight, Techies, uh, watching 750 into six. So just a little move there. And the real Sherlock... Uh, for Mark Purden has been five fifty out to nine dollars, but I, I guess it picks itself. Petrarca, plenty of multi money through it at the one twenty five. Okay, race seven, two year old fillies here. Emma Stewart to the four. She's got the odds on favourite. Draw a dream. Most impressive last week. One dollar sixty. She's got the uh, the second elect renewal at three dollars, and she's got the third elect vague beauty at five fifty. <laughs> 
They just completely dominate it, don't they? And this is another race where that's the case. Now, Vague Beauty was the first one that was backed in this market. Not a lot of interest, but 7 into 5.50. Uh, Draw a Dream was 175 at the time. It didn't get out, but it's now into 160, and Renewal's still around about that $3 mark, which is what it opened at. But quite clearly, the biggest support there with number 6, Draw a Dream. Okay, the four-year-old Entise and Gelding's pacing final race eight. Clear favourite here, I think. He's emerging, this guy, for Aaron Dunn, $1.60. Next best, uh, we're going out to $8 for... Uh, where are we? Down the bottom there, Rubens Plight. Rubens yeah. Yeah, and then, then eight fifty Raw for Roscoe. It looks like, I think, just opened too short at $1.45, Chris. Uh, out to $1.60 yesterday. Um always on the lookout for anything they back to beat those drifting favourites. Hasn't really been the case. Uh, the only one that's got any kind of interest at all is number two here, Celestio uh, Matuka. 18 into 9.50, but others, no no real big interest. So maybe it's just found its right market, the $1.60, I think. So um, if you were keen to have a play there, perhaps something on the two, Celestio Matuka. But outside of that, that favourite uh, looks pretty hard to beat at the 160. Okay. Race nine, four-year-old mares and Emma Stewart to the four here. Seven of the 13 runners, including the odds-on favourite Amore Vita at $1.30. Uh, she's been excellent since returning from the Queensland Carnival. Uh, she's a clear favourite. Next best is Soho Historia at $6. Yeah, and then uh, Pedalant at seven fifty. So once again, the Stewart stable completely dominates. And this favourite Amore Vita... Did open at 140, was quickly into 130, hasn't moved since. Uh, a sprinkling, and only a sprinkling for Soho Astoria, currently at $6, but it looks like another odds on pop might win there. Amore Vita. Okay, race number 10, two year old trotters, Colts and Geldings. The favourite is Stride Hill at $2. Next in betting, we've got Valtino down from Sydney at $4. Uh, $7.50 for both Ewing number one and Rocky Valley. The two you mentioned at the top of proceedings are the two uh, that the tab punters want to be with at the moment, in particular Stride Hill, which opened at 2.30. Got into 1.95 yesterday, just edging back out to $2 with a little bit of a rally for Valtino. Uh, was 4.20 overnight, now into $4 after opening at 5. So outside of that duo that had that uh, market, no real interest, but Stride Hill definitely the most popular number three. Okay, race 11, three-year-old Phillies rocking with attitude. Uh, we saw her in Brisbane during the carnival. $1.60, clear choice, coming up with a good draw. Next in betting, Susan is her name. Queensland owned at $3. And then uh, we're looking at double figures, all other runners. Well, you'd think it, it would be uh, rocking with attitude's race to lose, but it's been a decent drift. $1.40 open out to $1.60. Meanwhile, uh, that bottom one, number 13, Susan is her name, has been six fifty into $3. Now, quite often when you see that, Chris, they do tend to get back out. It's been sitting there at $3 for 24 hours, so quite clearly that's about where it belongs in the market. So if you're following the money trail, it's got to be number 13 to beat that odds on pop. Okay. The last raise 12, two-year-old fillies here. We can have it all. Drawn barrier one, $1.75 for Team Purden. Next in betting, a Violet Stanford, who's unbeaten, three ninety, And it looks to be a race in two. Preferred love right down the bottom, eight fifty. 
Hadn't done much until this morning. Uh, we can have it all was a dollar eighty. That's what it opened at, and it sat that way for two days. But this morning, just toughens up ever so slightly into one seventy five. The other one in the market there, Violet Stanford, had been four into three ninety. Uh, looks like that money's dried up, and preferred love getting out six fifty out to eight fifty. But looks like punters happy to be with. Uh, we can have it all there. Currently at one seventy five. Okay, so if we're building a multi, how are we going to go about it? This is what we're going to do. Right. Melton. It's all Melton. Race one, number four, the locomotive, $1.50. Race three, number 12, RC Phoenix, $1.55. Down to race nine, number three, Amore Vita, $1.30. And we finish it off with Susan is her name. Race 11, number 13, Susan is her name to beat the hot pot, currently at $3.00. Okay, so 1 by 4, 3 by 12, 9 by 3, 11 by 13. That's our four-leg multi for Melton tomorrow night. Yeah. Right, How eh? about that? Okay. Excellent. Do you want one for tonight? Yes, please. It goes without saying, to... Chris. Don't even ask me any week now. Just give it to me. Okay. Well, you've got to be patient. Race 8, number 4, confuse me. His numerical form is poor. But he trialled last week, trialled really well, in good time. This is not strong opposition. If he's ever going to win a race in Queensland, this is his race tonight. And he's got the right man behind him in Nathan Dawson. Race eight, number four, confuse me. I was going to say, I've only got to see Nathan Dawson there and I'm all over it. I tell you what, it's been a big move. Uh, 380 opening now into $2.40. Yeah. I think he could start shorter come jump time. Oh, okay. All right. I'm so on. We'll shop early. Or I will be on. Yep. Excellent. Hey, appreciate the time. Busy weekend coming up, and uh, we'll touch base next week. Thanks, Chris. Chris Barsby. There's Jared Daffy from Tad. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I was just going to mention, um, I thought I took you off there momentarily. Um, I've just been sent an email from the Creek, of course, with these Inner Dominion packages. I was just having a look at finals night, and you can get a package there for $95 per person, which includes race course entry, reserved seating, three course set menu, bar and bedding facilities at close reach access to grandstand so that's 95 per person that's for the finals night which is december 16 isn't it and then there's an extended package as well and the winning post marquee which is 189 but of course entry will be around the the 20 dollar mark for inter dominion final night but you can get in touch with the creek for all that that information well, I'm glad you raised that because if you're at a loose end tomorrow night, Steve, Albion Park Racing, 10 race program, but it's Pink Ribbon Race Night tomorrow night and the club are putting on a bit of a function there tomorrow night. So if you want to just head along and find out more about it, just contact the club because they're putting on quite a night tomorrow night. So all for a very good cause, Pink Ribbon Race Night. So if you want to find out more details, contact the club. So mm. it's an easy way to uh, fill a bit of a blank if you've got one in your uh, diary uh, for tomorrow night. Mm, absolutely. And my partner, Chris, battled breast cancer for a period of time and her mother as well. And, uh, of course, the Gold Coast Turf Club have got a Pink Ribbon Day tomorrow, which will be massive. Mm. Let's hope people go to that and support that meeting you mentioned as well. So it's great yeah, that the racing absolutely. industry involved with, with Pink Ribbon. Ryan Spice is with us. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Morning, listeners. You fired up? Yeah, wonderful weekends racing. I do love the Vic Bread Super Series finals. Which one's the best horse running at Melton? Uh, the horse I'm most looking forward to seeing is the two-year-old filly, Draw a Dream, to go around again. Uh, I think she's a little star. Okay. No surprise. She was just breathtaking last week so yeah it's a it's a difficult question that one steve to try and 
pick one out tomorrow night. So, but uh, not surprised that uh, Ryan's come up with draw a drink. So, are we going to focus on Melton tomorrow night, or do you want to come closer to home, Albion Park, Ormond Angle? Uh, Chris, I've got uh, yeah. I want to give Draw a Dream a really good push uh, down at Melton, and we've got one at Sydney too. Okay, so Draw a Dream's the one there uh, coming through tomorrow night at. Uh, Melton, so she goes around. She's in race seven for memory. Yep, race seven, number yep. six, a dollar sixty. So you're happy with that? What about in Sydney? Um, yeah, in Sydney, Chris, we uh, I'm going to follow the Queenslander down here in a heat six of the carousel. So race seven, number eight, RD Splash uh, for Chantel Turpin. This fellow's no stranger to us. He uh, was a great run in the Redcliffe Derby. And he contested both the Southeast Derby and the Queensland Derby, where he acquitted himself really well. He goes down for a heat of the carousel. I think over the 2300, they can just drive him for one run at them, use his speed, and uh, I reckon it'll be very hard to toss. Okay, so that's race seven, number eight, RD's Flash. That's in a carousel heat. And the other one repeating, Melton, race seven, number six, Draw a Dream. So there are our two focus uh, runners tomorrow night. Absolutely, and uh, Draw a Dream at $1.60. It's probably rock-bottom odds. She might get back out to, say, $1.70, $1.80, but she's super exciting. She's got the eye of the tiger. She's got a really strong will to win. I think she can even sit outside Renewal and beat her. OK, that's a race that Emma Stewart is going to dominate. There's no question about that. Just at a pinch, how many do you think she'll take home tomorrow night as far as uh, the, the trophy and silverware is concerned? Uh, I think she'll probably win five, Chris. Yep. Yeah, it's a fair number. It's a fair number. It's a good <laughs> night at the office. <laughs> yeah, Take five when, group uh, ones. Yeah, when there uh, there will be 150k. So yeah, it's very impressive. They are the dominant stable in uh, in Australia, and good luck to them. Yep, absolutely. Hey, Ryan, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Not a drama. Cheers, mate. There's Ryan Spice joining us, Steve. So those two bets were race seven, number eight, RD's Flash, going with the Queenslander down in Sydney at Menangle. And uh, in those Vic Bread two-year-old fillies, uh, he's really keen on the chances of draw a dream, race seven, number six. So seven by eight, Menangle, seven by six at Melton. Bronte Newenberg, she was all over that mare's race last week. I've got to give her a rap, Steve. She came up with that race and said this is the target race for the weekend. All over it, good result. Little Bliss was able to take out that mare's feature last week in Sydney, upstaging Tay-Tay, so plenty of value for those that followed in. So, as we know, Bronte's part of Sulky.am. It's the new way of doing form for harness racing. Bronte, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Did you fill up last week? You know, I didn't actually put a bet on that race, and I, when I saw the result afterwards, I was just shocked with myself. <laughs> Well, I followed you in, so I got something, so I'm happy with that. So hopefully <laughs> you can do the job again. Are we going to focus again on Sydney, or is there one of these big group ones down at Melton tomorrow night that catches the eye? I'm looking at the four-year-old mares feature at Melton. I am sticking with the mares. It seems to be where I'm having a bit of luck. So I really loved the ratings of Amore Vida, so this is the race I'm focusing on. Okay, so this is race nine, Amore Vita right now, $1.30 with Tab. There was a good push for her. Uh, so how are we uh, how are we going to go about this race? Is she clearly on top with your ratings? Yeah, out of all the races tomorrow night at Melton, she's the one horse that stands out in her race as being 
significantly better rated than the rest of the field. And I cannot see a horse potentially beating Emma Stewart's team for the top five in that race. I think it's going to be Amore Vita and then whoever finds the best position following the next five. <laughs> so th this could be fairly simple by the sound of it. Amore Vita is the standout if we're playing the exotics and then we just put in the other Emma Stewart runners and uh, we should get the lot there. Yeah, well, she has a few in it. So I would have uh, Peliant second as she has the better draw and then Talk Time, Soho Historia and Major Grace as the other three. They're the five best rated, but it's so close even with the rest of them. Okay, what about your ratings as far as gate speed and swoopers if there was to be a little bit of a, a concern there with Amore Vita? Yeah, there is a concern with the gate speed. So Amore Vita has the slowest gate speed on the front line. She's actually got the slowest gate speed in the entire race. Uh, Peleon, Blood Moon and Ho Soho Historia all have equal gate speed. So I can't see Blood Moon crossing as she's drawn straight next to a horse with equal gate speed to her, but Soho Historia could have a little bit of momentum there. So, you know, I can see Amore Vita maybe getting a bit shuffled back at the start just if she can't keep up with that initial speed burn. Okay, so that's interesting to note. No real gate speed there for Amore Vita. And the, and the swoopers, is there anything that could be flashing late? So, obviously, Amore Vita has the best swooper rating too in this race, but the next best horse is the only horse I can see potentially upsetting the places of Emma Stewart, and that is Just Hope. She has a brilliant last 400 burst, and she's in the great hands of Nathan Jack. Okay, so we might be able to include her as well, just hope. But Amore Vita clearly stands out on top. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think it's going to be an easy race. It might look on paper that she, it will be an easy race to run three, but I, I don't feel as if it will be as simple as it looks initially on paper. Okay, well, that's a race that we're going to go hard in in race number nine there tomorrow night at Melton. I appreciate the time. Just before I let you go, a new addition to the family during the week. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yes. Actually, there was two. Lady Ivana had her filly and Needle had her little colt. They're both doing very well. Lady Ivana's is tiny and Needle's is a very big boy. Okay, so there you go. So Lady Ivana, that's the, the half-sister to Akuda. She produces a filly and then Penny's now got a half-brother. Correct. And, you know, he's actually got a bit of a white head and I found that so astonishing because I never expected Needle to throw anything with any white, so I was quite happy about that. Just don't squeeze mm -hmm. it. <laughs> 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 Which I tend to do uh, with white heads. Thanks for that, Bronte. <laughs> Thank you. Bronte Newerberg joining us there. Darren Clayton's with us. How are you, Darren? Yeah, well, thanks, Steve. How are you, Chris? Yeah, really well. Really well. Anything take your fancy tomorrow night at Melton? Have you cast your eye over the form down there? Yeah, um, it's quite a. It's going to be a, a top night of racing, isn't it? I'm, I'm actually keen to see Amore Vita go around. I really, really like her as a mare. I have done since she was a, uh, uh, a filly, and uh, when she came up to Queensland and was performing there and um, yeah I'm really looking forward to that race it's Emma Stewart obviously has a stranglehold on it it's her biggest uh, in, term of in terms of numbers for one race on the night but yeah Amore Vita and seeing Chris Alford get another group one and add another one to that list that we said he'll never be beaten well he's got every chance to, to chalk another little one up and get ahead again well, as we know, Emma Stewart's got the most Group 1 victories as a trainer in Australian harness racing history. I think her tally's at about 114. She's easily going to extend on that number tomorrow night. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I thought she'd um, definitely at least three. Uh, I can, um, going through with what I've come up, I think there's uh, six might be the number. Okay. Uh, now, race seven at Menangle tomorrow night. Ryan outlined this. Queensland interest here with RD's flash lining up in this carousel heat. Have you sort of run the eye over this race and how does he sort of stack up RD's flash? Yeah, I really liked this horse and I liked his, his first up run. Uh, when he when he came back, sort of a little bit of a freshen up. So um, I think they've got a, a pretty handy horse on their on their books, and I don't think they'd travel with uh, with a horse if they didn't think he was going to perform at his best. Now, um, you know his run in the Queensland Derby, uh, he was sent around to sit parked outside the Lost Storm. So that was a task that probably no one wanted, but uh, Pete McMullen he took it upon himself and he went around and. Um, you know the horse. The horse faded out over the closing stages, but as to be expected, I think any other horse does the same thing. Um, probably gets beat, you know, even further. He bounced back with a, a really good run. He got beat. It was behind a mommy. Um, was over the 2100, but uh, he started from the second line and, and Pete angled down to the pegs on that occasion. And he flashed late. He didn't get out till halfway up the straight and when he did get out he really attacked the line strongly so um, the carousel it's always been a, a good horse has won the carousel there um, used to be obviously heats more so at uh, Bankstown it used to be a Bankstown race Bankstown and Fairfield um, now we see it at Menangle so it's a little bit different 2300 that heat is but uh, I, I think he can win that race and um, looking forward to, to if he does getting through and um, you know they they say as an owner what sort of uh, race would you like to win there was two races that I'd always love to win as an owner one's a carousel and one's a pink bonnet okay well there you go there you go hey we've got a 10 race program tomorrow night pink ribbon race night at Albion Park what about this first race uh, we've got the market up with tab three dollars Deus Ex and he was disappointing on face value last week 340 Lords Arias first up LL Cool J fresh up 420 which way are you going there? Yeah, oh, I'm sticking with Deus Ex and um, without any any great confidence, to be honest, Chris. I, he did have every chance there last week, you would have expected. He was uh, second up. His first up run sort of had the flashing lights on it and it looked a dropping grade for him last week. He was back to the sort of band 4-2 company, whereas he comes into open company, albeit divided sort of class. There's no real sort of standout open class performer there. So I think he gets to the front and perhaps just at the mile he might be a little bit sharper, even though he does have a really good record over the middle trip, which last week was. So... Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing, but I think this horse overall, um, if you go through his form, he he can tend to be sort of up and down his form, not really hold it for long. So, um, you know, I'm sticking with him. I think Max Shard is an interesting one. He hasn't drawn sort of a good gate for a long time, Pro probably not really a gate speed horse anyway, but just drawn one off the fence there. It gives him an opportunity to settle a lot closer and his um, sections last week in that standing start race where he chased home Tiz a Sizzler, they were, they were excellent. Um, he'll certainly be in a, in a position to strike at a little bit bigger price than some of the others. So um, I think I can see foresee Max Shard really running home over the top, especially if they run a, you know, a really strong 
early to middle stages where Max Shard likely just sort of stay at that pace. High voltage beat Deus Ex last week. He'll tuck in behind and I think he's a better horse off the speed because he can get really fizzed up and if he does settle, um, he's got a, a brilliant change of foot. So um, look for him as well again if that early speed's happening. So um, I'm sticking with Deus Ex to bounce back, but not a great deal of confidence and I think you can certainly find a way to, to find a bit of value around him, that's for sure. Alright, where's your best bet tomorrow night at the creek? Race 4, horse 1, midnight calm. Um, tackled, he was going for 3 on the bounce last time out and he happened to bump into Frankie Ferocious who um, he certainly lived up to his name, did Frankie. He absolutely savaged his opposition in a 151 mile. That shattered, or didn't shatter, took, uh, it broke the uh, three-year-old 1660 record, beat a couple of handy ones in doing that. And uh, Midnight Calm was a bit like everything else in the field. Um, they were just chasing and chasing in vain. He gets back to gate one. He gets back to uh, a race that really looks to profile nicely for him. He's got good gate speed. I think he bounces back. Race four, horse one, midnight calm. Okay, race four, number one. The dashboard, is that up and available? Who's the driver in focus? Yeah, it's not up and about at the moment, but it is completed. Uh, it won't be too far away, I wouldn't imagine, from hitting the RQ and uh, Harness Racing Australia websites. Nathan Dawson, he's the driver to follow. We sort of tossed a coin last week, went with Nerissa McMullen. She got three winners last week, so we went the right way there. Hopefully we go the right way this week with Nathan. He's got Deus Ex, who we spoke about. Uh, Beach Villa will be a really good hope in race two. He's got Macarena, Maddie, Our Fire and Delight. And, of course, he's got Adele, who'll be back from a spell in the trot later on. OK, now tell me this. Have you got the ticket filled out already? Race six, number nine, Gwyneth P, each way. It's there, ready to go. And you know what, Chris? <laughs> She's going to bob up tomorrow night. It is her night. Tomorrow night, she eh? tomorrow night she won't have to go back she's drawn gate nine so she's been drawing gate three gate four gate five having to to sort of slide back and get into the running line tomorrow night she'll be straight in that running line uh there might be a bit of price pressure early it's the pink ribbon cup not a not an overly strong field either if you had a look at her sections last week chris again she was the fastest last 800 out of the race tomorrow she can get into that running line and i think Tomorrow night will be the night. <laughs> You'll be hearing from me if uh, if she doesn't get the job done. So we'll, well, we'll go if again. If she doesn't, you could probably say it'll be a sliding doors moment, Chris. Mm, well played. Hey, speaking of mares in Queensland, three mares were vetted this week for North America. And I'm talking high-quality mares, two of which are Group 1 winners. Uh, um, talent Despair. Magical Amaya, Racy Roxy, all vetted for America. Three high-quality mares, but in saying that, and people will think, oh, we're losing a lot of mares, and maybe this is brought on with the, the uncertainty of what, what the future holds here in Queensland, uh, there's a number of other horses that are now headed to, uh, per, um, headed to Queensland as well. One from Perth, uh, but there's been a few from New Zealand, and there's a few from down south. So whilst we're losing a few, and big name mares as well uh there's a number of other horses heading to this way so um it's going to be interesting to see how it all sort of balances out 
Yeah, I think talent to spare off off that. She's one that will probably do a, a pretty good job in America. Just she's such a high speed mare. Um, Racy Roxy, that's an interesting one, and uh, Magical Maya. She's probably just been a, a level below. Although her last win at the mile was really good, that probably um, sort of piqued a bit of interest from from the Northern Hemisphere just with uh, how she finished that off. So, of course, all owned by uh, Solid Earth and the Seymours who probably in seasons past would would never even consider selling sort of you mm. know th that quality of mare but probably also shows a little bit where where they're up to in in their harness racing journey Kevin and Kay sort of you know the stud farm they've scaled back their numbers a lot so um, if they can get the get the money for selling them it's uh, you got to take it sometimes you, um, you you can't turn down the money that they offer at times but I think it's certainly probably the flip side of that too is that um, you know getting mares to race them other mares has always been a battle. So um, once they get up a little bit in their class, it makes it very hard. Yep, no doubt. Hey, we've got a big night in front of us tomorrow night. Ten at the creek. It's a good night at Menangle and those twelve Group One features coming through from Melton. Enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris.